Hi there and welcome to the latest edition of the Jersey Weekly Podcast, the independent podcast which is brought to you by fans for fans and where the content is absolutely free. It's another Friday show for you uh, guys. We're having a look at the, the, the game on Sunday against Livingston, uh, Sunday noon kickoff, and we'll also have a wee look at that, that result last night. A great start for Giovanni Van Bonkhurst. Rangers are through into the last 32. Well, it's a playoff now, you know, this whole new bangled thing that they've done. Uh, third year in a row, we've got past Christmas, so we'll have a wee look at that. I'm joined by John, John McCallum, who I believe is enjoying a juicy red as we speak. A juicy red. There's a met warning out for red, so I, I've taken it to heart. I'm, uh, I'm usually teetotal, but not tonight. Not tonight. Not tonight. So it was, it was the thought he coming on with me. It's difficult to do that twice <laughs> in one week. The only thing, the only people I feel more sorry for are the poor souls I've got to listen to is that's a, it's a ringing endorsement of the quality of the content that we produced there, John. We, um, I had to listen to Wednesday nights earlier on, and you had Ross and um, and, and and the young boys. You also, Ross and the young team, and I was looking at it, I think their combined age probably doesn't add up to one of ours. <laughs> How depressing uh, is that? Well, I don't know. They're on their 30s now. Are they really? All of them? Aye, aye, I well, so. they should be better than they are then. I was letting aye, them off because they're young. Aye, because Ross turned 30 this year. I'm sure Ross is the youngest. Yeah. I'm sure Dugan and Gary are already in their 30s. That hairline of his as well, you think? I, I, I know, I know, I know. I know. He's, he's catching up with us, to be honest. <laughs> <coughs> anyway, John, I thought we would, we would obviously have a wee look at last night, a uh, big result, and then we'll go on and have a wee look at uh, Sunday's game against yeah. Livingston. Uh, I mean, I was at the game last night. <coughs> I had a disaster. I, I met I met uh, Alex Anderson to to do some post match content and uploaded it to the to the wrong YouTube channel. So that was that was that was brilliant. Kenny Deal Street oh, Live. I was sitting there like loading it and loading. It. Why is this no, Why is this no loading? I woke up this morning. I was like, what on the news? Was I logged into my own YouTube channel? And I went in, and sure it was there. It was every time I've attempted to load it, it was it was there. So. Aye, a, a bad night. Anyway, I mean, a, a bad night for me, but a good, a good night uh, for the club. You know, a great result for uh, uh, yeah. for, for Gio. He's, he's, he's his first game in charge, obviously. It, I mean, I don't know how you felt. I mean, I thought we looked improved in stages, you know, improved performances for the likes of Morelos and Tav and all that. I think I thought Bassey had a really, really good game, uh, you know, and a better collective performance. But still, I, I think we could have won by more. But there were still a few issues. I thought, yeah, there's there's definitely still work to be done in this team. Probably, arguably, best performance of the season. Um, certainly, at like you said, patches. Our first the first half hour, I thought we were really good. We were, you know, we were passing the ball quickly. We were creating chances. Thankfully, we took a chance. Um, and and you Didn't know, go the, behind. Uh, well, and and you know, I was going to say um, to. Um, after our um, our meet, after our talk on on Sunday night with our, our friend from from Feyenoord, um, you know, Geo likes a nil, um, so he got his nil, and yeah. uh, I think I like a nil as well. I think I'm kind of partial to a nil, uh, so uh, it was. Listen, it was it was good. You know, I don't think I think after Sunday, we were all so so down about Sunday, um, and, and so disappointed with the performance, so disappointed with how. The team had played and how individual players had played and then some of the stuff that came out afterwards were you know yeah. all quite difficult um so you know night and day to that uh, and like you say i thought pretty much everybody got pass marks um there was a few guys who still were frustrating me but i think pretty much everybody got pass marks 
Um, and, and I think most pleasing for me was the, was the, the way we moved the ball around. You know, we, we kept the ball for periods of the game. We kept the ball well. We, we passed it quickly, Colin. You know, it was, it was quick movement. Yeah. Um, but there was 15 minutes in the first half where they were on top. And then, you know, certainly the last kind of 15 minutes of the second half, um, you know, they, they, but then they were always going to have a go. You know, they were always going to come out. I mean, they were always going to create some chances. They're a decent team. Um, you know, they, you know, Czech football, Czech club football is, a, is a, of a decent standard. Yeah. Uh, and they were a decent team. And, you know, yeah, Matt Alan McGregor earned his, his money. Um, thankfully, he doesn't listen to the Jersnet Preview podcast, who they were, the young team were for kicking him out. I noticed on Wednesday. Um, well, I've, I've got to be honest with you, I've, I've watched and listened to a few podcasts and there was a few folks saying the same, to be yeah. honest with you. I'll not just have a go at the young team in, in, in our particular pod. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think he has looked the same, but, you know, I mean, that save last night, especially, I've, I've got to be honest with you, I rewatched the game when I got home last night and, and McCoy's made a comment and the, the sort of analysis that he felt he could have come for the cross, the initial cross. Which I could kind of go with. I don't know what Goldson's doing. Goldson. Well, I thought. Goldson's trying to jump. He's just like. Well, know. see, I thought. I thought there's been a shout. You know, there's no way Goldson leaves that. There's been a shout. Someone. Well, he was leaving it. He, he, he never even attempted to jump for it. You know no. what I mean? Which for me I, says there's been a shout. Yeah. Probably, and uh, I, I don't know if I'm being a wee bit critical of McGregor as the initial save is a good save, but it's where he puts it. I don't think he puts it out of harm's way and he puts it right in the boy's head. Uh, but the, I mean, the second save, the the, the the instinct and the reaction to that, at his age, you know, at 39, 40, uh, I mean, that's just incredible, I think. Yeah. And there was actually, because of those two saves, I think you've been really harsh on the, on the I'm first maybe, I'm, I'm maybe, I've, I've, I've watched that a couple of times. I'm maybe, I'm maybe I'm being harsh. Yeah, I think, I, you I just, I think you've been quite harsh there. But... Um, because of those two saves in the second half, we've actually forgotten about the one in the first half. There was one yeah. in the first half we saved with his, with his, his leg. Um, the boy coming in at the near post and, and he saved it with his leg, um, knocked it out. And, and that was actually a great save. Um, and because the two in the second half were actually better, we've kind of forgotten about that Probably one. That one. Half. Yeah. So, you know, McGregor earned his money last night. And we spoke about this on Sunday. You know, we spoke about the fact that McGregor's never been a, keep, a keeper to come in and, you know, Come out and box. take yeah. the corner. It's never been that. He's never been that kind of keeper, um, you know. And arguably, the best keepers can come and do that. But McGregor's never been that kind of keeper. McGregor's been the kind of keeper who does what he did last night, which is not a great deal, and then suddenly pull off a save that makes you go, "Oh wow, wow!" Um, I am. I, I had the good fortune of I'd forgotten the Celtic game was was being played early, and uh, I. Kind of finished up my stuff, and I thought I'll catch the I'll catch the preview. I'll see what the team is, you know. So I turned on uh, BT Sport early, and here the Celtic game was on. So it, 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 there was ten minutes to go, and they were two one up. But I'm like, oh, you're yeah. kidding! And um, of course, I picked the right ten minutes to watch. But what was interesting, and I haven't seen it in today's in today's media, was I thought their keeper was absolutely at fault for both those late goals. Joe Hart. Oh, no, I mean, the first one was I've had this very debate with a mate today. I thought I thought both those goals were savable. Yeah, the first, the first, the second goal. I never saw the first one, but the the, the second goal went through his legs. Yeah, and even the third one, you know, aye, the boy hit it well. You could see going to the corner, but I still, he's like diving in installments. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. So you know, forever, whatever we say about McGregor, 
Um, and I understand why he's a criticism this season because they've all deserved criticism this season at different points. Last night, you know, was immaculate. Last night was why he is held in the esteem. And, and I think it's why managers have consistently chosen him because they know he's capable of doing that. They know that when, you know, when it comes to that kind of stop in that type of environment, there's very few better than him. Um, no, so I, I mean, I agree with you. It wasn't the perfect performance. Um, you know, we had periods where we, we kind of seemed to lose our way a wee bit and we allowed them to come back into it. And they definitely did create some chances. But we're playing, you know, we're, we're, we're playing a very good team. Um, you know, what anyone says, they're a very good team. Um, they're they're better than any other. They're better than anyone domestically in Scotland. That's a team that took eight goals off Celtic last season in two yeah. games. Um, so you know that's a team. But to be fair, uh, Celtic were dog shite last year, though. You know what I mean? Well, at the point they played Sparta, they were still actually doing okay. Um, so, but either way, you know they would have finished second in Scotland last season. Um, so you know, it's let's. Bear that in mind when we when we're when we look at the the match overall. Um, you know, it's unlikely you're going to go through a game against a team like that and them not have any, you know, possession. They're not going to create any chances. Uh, but I agree with you. There was times when you just thought, "Oh, we're we're not passing it just now. We're not holding on to the ball. We're giving it away easily." Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I mean, overall, I, I, I think we have to look at the positive aspects here. <clears throat> Excuse me, and it was a. It probably could be the best performance of the season so far. You know, it's certainly much improved. Uh, not the certainly not the, the, the free flow and fluent sort of Rangers of large chunks last season, but certainly controlled the game, controlled the tempo, possession, that kind of stuff. And I think they deserve two nothing at least. You know, at least they, they, they had a couple of really good chances. I mean, that one where Ebo Wine never went in his head. I'm, I'm not quite sure. Uh, and they've, they've had other chances in the game as well. So I think it would have been criminal, actually, if Sparta had got that goal and, yeah. you know, snatched it right to the death. And I've been there before with Sparta. My first European game with Sparta Fag. And I'm, I'm, I've still got the scarring for, for, for that night because we were 2 and a hundred cruising through yeah. and then Nisbet and Gorham done this thing. And then and it was in the closing stages. I'm sure it was in like the last five or ten minutes. And we just couldn't come back and get the third. You know what I mean? So that was in the back of my, my head all night last night watching it. And that wee stramash right at the end, I thought, oh, here we go. You know what I mean? This is this is when it happens. So, no, it's good. I mean, in terms of, I mean, it's the third year in a row we've, we've, we've got into the, you know, the, the last 32, beyond Christmas. I mean, I mean that in itself, when you consider where we were before Stephen Gerrard arrived, and, and I know we're all still smart and a wee bit about Gerrard. I know you, you not so much. Um, I'm still raging, but uh, <laughs> I, I think you did. Oh, central belt Scotsman there. Another reason I'm raging is I've got I, I've got a, a, a replica of his jersey for the 2005 Champions League final with his number and that, and I thought I'll get that signed. And then COVID hit. I got it just before COVID hit, so I was you couldn't couldn't go anywhere near the ground or the training ground to get it signed. And things are just going back to normal, and he buggers off, and another. So that's another region, uh, reason. I'm Ask back. Santa for um, you know World Cup final, Dutch World Cup final um, <laughs> top, and and you know get Gio to sign that for you. I've Make it sorted. We'll uh, ask the. We'll do a, a whip round with a listener. Chris, I've lost my thread now. Uh, what were we talking about? I, Steve, I mean, that's one thing you've got to give him credit for. I mean, pretty much for, for, from the get go. I mean, the European performances were. Uh, but we're top notch. Okay, we never got out of the group stage the first year, 
but every year since we're getting into the group. So we're yeah, really I mean, I mean, I mean, I'll be honest with you, getting into the group that year that was that was job done for me because it had yeah. been so it had been so long. But I mean, for three years in a row, to, you know, to get out of the group and, and, and into the knockout stages. And the thing is, the way it's set up this year, I mean, some of the teams we could face, you know, you're, you're looking at possibly AC Milan, Dortmund. I think there's a possibility Barcelona might be a team that finishes third in their group. You know, it could be a big, big tie for the club. You know what I mean? And if you if you are going to go out at that stage, surely you want to go out all guns blazing against one of the big boys, so to speak. I agree. Well, well, do I agree? I mean, let's be, firstly, let's say, you know, getting out the group, um, you know, let's be honest here, we didn't qualify for the Conference League. Um, so, you know, we have to, we have to accept that, you know, all we've know. done is managed to get into the next stage of the Europa League. We haven't qualified for the, for the Conference League. Um, I had a smile this morning when I, I read that the BBC website, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> As, I don't know if you remember when Celtic referred to themselves see, when they lost the, the, the final in Seville for a while in, in, the, in the Celtic news and their honours it was UEFA Cup vice winners vice winners <laughs> that's what it was right and I, just, I mean I saw I saw a few Celtic fans saying today it's not about not qualifying for the Europa it's about qualifying for the conference I was like that is, that is quality third polishing that by I, the way listen Whatever keeps them happy. We can contend. I mean, because qualifying for the Europa, it's not for everyone. Let's be honest. No, it's not. And, uh, and losing your first two games in the group and qualifying for the, the latter stages with a game to go isn't for everyone either. No, and a very unrangers way of doing it as well. Normally, yeah. we start the group really well and then tail away. And then don't go. And then don't don't make it. You know. Exactly. I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's very unrangers way of doing things. Um, who do I want next? Yeah, like you, there's a bit of me thinks, you know what, I give us something brilliant. Let's just have a big, exciting name. Yeah. And then there's a bit of you looks and thinks, uh, you know, could be Porto. You think, hey, you know, we could beat them. The other team with, with you know, the we, Portuguese team we could beat, you know. You know uh, so I don't know. I'll, I'm just delighted to be there because a few weeks ago, it wasn't looking particularly likely. Yeah. Um, it did look like the, the, the wheels might come off the wagon, uh, even on Sunday. Um, so the fact that we're even having this conversation, I'm just delighted about. And whoever we get, we you know we must never take European football after Christmas for granted. Um, you know that's where we are just now as a club, where we are in the league we're in, the, the kind of finance we've got. That's fantastic. You know, and hats off to the players um, for achieving that again this season, and, and you know for everybody involved in the club. You know, let's let's commend the directors for. The last yeah. couple of decisions they've made and for backing the manager and, and um because it is it is fantastic to be in that position again um and, and looking forward to it because it really it's the highlight of the season in many ways um you know you, you kind of need you kind of need these games to just bring you alive yeah um, under the lights livingston shortly yeah. you know and, i know i know uh, we'll, know, we'll talk about that i mean I, I feel all about livingston i don't think there's ever been a decent game of football played at that stadium right I, it's just horrific we'll come on and talk about that but before we do uh one wee announcement today or a fairly big announcement uh new assistant manager for van bronckhurst dave voss which is possibly the coolest name i've, I've like ever heard you know i mean we were saying before we came on air it, it sounds like some sort of 80s heavy metal guitarist we've signed know? him from white snake he <laughs> <laughs> um, does though then you know he plays, he plays lead guitar for voss Galen. you know i mean that's, that's kind of what he sounds like uh but i mean i was i was kind of reading up on on him today you know it was ajax uh i think it was under 18's coach 
very highly thought of. Van Bronckhorst obviously rates him. Uh, and so I, I mean, in terms of going Dutch, we're, we're all in. We seem to be. Um, the the interview with Ross Wilson and um, Giovanni, when he was unveiled, he was asked about the backroom staff and, and Ross Wilson had said, we're trying to get somebody and he said he's European, which um, we assumed meant he's not Scottish. <laughs> so, um, even though I'm, so should have known it, man. He's, he's, he's also Dutch. Uh, he's um, another Dutch. We knew what he meant. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I'll be honest. I had never heard of Dave Voss before um, yesterday, and his his name get kind of suddenly appeared. Um, you know, Ajax remain one of the 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 you know best clubs of the last half century, probably longer. Um, you know, they they have a remarkable record. They they produce, you know, world-class football players. So if you've got a coach that they rate, then you have to say that that's, you know, pretty good work from the club. I don't know a great deal about the guy, other than what I've read today. Um, and it's a wee bit concerned earlier to read that, that uh, Van Bronckhorst doesn't know him. I just assumed, you know, him and Van Bronckhorst did their badges together or, you know, had done, but apparently they don't know each other. Apparently this is so, yeah. you know, that's a little interesting. I think my only, the only thing I would say about this, the only tiny wee negative that I've got barking away at the back of my head is that the, the backroom team just now, there's nobody who knows the Scottish game. Now, I know Van Bronckhorst played here, but, you know, it was 20 years ago, 25 years ago. Um, you know, there isn't anybody there who can say, right, see that Livingston team? See that guy there, you know, and see the way they'll play. That's the only thing. Now, Defoe's there, and perhaps they're going to lean on Defoe for that kind of thing. Perhaps he's the guy who'll bring the, yeah. the local... Um, the streetwise local knowledge. knowledge. But I do think we need it. I remember seeing an interview with Kenny Miller, and I, you know, I'm not claiming Kenny Miller's any tactical genius or, or has any great insight, but he said a really interesting thing about Coutinho's reign. Um, because basically the, the, the interviewer was saying to him, you know, was, was it just a farce? You know, he says, no, no, not far from it. He says, look, his training was great. Um, you know, good guy, his training was great. He said, but the thing he never was able to grasp was he would watch Livingston, would be playing Livingston, he would watch Livingston's previous three games. He would analyze how they played and then he would come in and say, right, you know, this is how Livingston plays. So this is how we're going to line up. And he said, we would sit there and go, yeah, but they won't play that way against us. Oh, yeah. And he would say, no, no, I've seen the last three games. That's, that's how they play. He said, yeah, but they won't play that way against us. He said, against us, they won't play that way. They won't, they won't attack. They won't send four guys up for corners. They, you know, he never get his head around that. And you only get a certain amount, you know, like as Pedro proved, you only get so many games in Scotland. Yeah. You need to pick it up quickly. Um, so that, I suppose, is my only slight concern that, you know, there isn't anybody there who can, who can listen, you know, let these guys know that, Actually, this is how these guys are. This is how they're going to line up. You know, this is how they'll play against us. This is what to expect. But maybe there's enough knowledge in the club. You know, maybe guys like the fours there, Con Stewart's still there. Um, you know, maybe just even talking to the players and or maybe they're just going to look at the videos of how you know we've already played Livingston this season. We're just going to look at there and see right. We see how they play. We know how they'll play against us. You know, maybe I'm being. Um, I also you know, think Van Bronckhorst sort of suggested that he's been in, in touch with Steven well, Gerrard as well. You know, there, there's been a link there that, that he sort of, I'm assuming until Van Bronckhorst feels confident, you know, he's still sort of leaning on, right, okay, who's the best player? And they'll maybe do the same for, right, I'm playing Livingston, what should I expect? You know what I mean? I mean, we all know 
what, what to expect. You know, Livingston are, are they're not a, an unpredictable side. You know, what I mean, you know what you're getting when you turn up at that ground. But for someone like Van Bronckhorst, as you say, and his whole coaching team coming in, they don't. You know what I mean? So it's tapping in as much local knowledge as possible. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was I was pleased last night that Van Bronckhorst made a couple of fairly subtle changes. Um, and those changes seem to work. I mean, he got the best out of Morelos last night. Yeah, you know, that yeah. was one of best, Morelos' best games in, in a number of months. And he Morelos was running about. He actually looked mobile at points last yeah. night. I couldn't well, believe he, how much he was running. Van Bronckhorst had an interesting thing today in the press conference today. I, don't, I didn't hear the question. I don't know what the question was he was asked, but he was clearly asked the question about Morelos. And he said, I, I like my forwards to be in the box. Box, yeah. And I thought, you know, that's simple, but it's also quite clever. And it's also quite telling because certainly, you know, there was that, that was the thing about Hibs was, you know, Morelos was playing really deep. Now, I don't know if tactically they were hoping that the midfielders would get beyond or whatever, but um, I thought that was quite interesting. You know, that's, you know, yeah. Manels is the best goal scorer at the club. Right enough, you know, get him in the box. Get him in the have box. him in the box when the ball's there. Um, you know, if, if he's going to be the, the fulcrum of the attack, then it makes sense that he's he's up there. So, uh, you know, it, maybe it's just going to be little incremental changes, and that's possibly what we need. We don't need wholesale changes. We just need no. to put back on um, back on the rails that we're already beyond, um, and then just giving a bit of momentum. So, you know, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. But the boss is exciting. Um, you know, he's certainly an ambitious, I, I, you know, that's an ambitious appointment. That's a in, very interesting appointment. Uh, he's coming in, as, in the, to the first team, he's not coming into the youths, um, you know, but he's clearly, you know, this is a coach. As far as I could tell, he didn't have much of a playing career. I don't think he was a, you know, I don't think he was a guy who played at a particularly high level. Yeah. I think he's a guy who's basically been coaching since his mid-twenties. Um, and, and and has you know basically been a, a kind of professional coach, worked his way up from you know coaching um, you know basically school kids um, and worked his way up. So interesting appointment. Um, yeah, you know I'm open for it, and, and let's I, see I, how it goes. I think the way Ajax have been recently, you know, I mean I, I felt they were really unlucky not to get to the Champions League final a couple of years ago when they lost late on to Spurs. I actually felt they deserved to get to the final, not just for that 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 game for their their whole campaign, they were a joy to watch that whole campaign. They're kind of doing the same now. And that's after they've been, you know, it's always the same when Ajax produce a great side. You know, you Barcelona, Real Madrid's come in and just take all the best players and they have to start again. And the fact that they've produced such a great team already, and the fact that Van Bronckhorst is, was talking about this guy's strength in terms of developing players, uh, to me, it looks to me, he's going to be looking at, obviously, the first team squad and how he can improve them and, and make them better players. But I also think he'll have one eye on the young boys that can come through. Now, I think it was you. I, I, I don't know if it was on the show or we were, we were at the Pollock game a few weeks ago. Uh, you'd sort of said, you'd made a good point. I hadn't really considered that was that Barry Ferguson might not have had the career he'd had if Walter Smith had stayed at the club. You know, Advocate came in. Because it's true, Advocate came in and all of a sudden this boy that was in the reserves was boom, the linchpin, the main man in the midfield. So it, it might be an exciting time for some of the young boys in uh, Ibrox now because the Dutch do, they're not scared to put young boys in there. You know what I mean? So there, there might be young boys in there. Because that's one thing I would say about Gerard. I, I, I don't want to say he was a dull manager, but he could be conservative at the times. He could rely on the same boys over and over. 
you know, so there was maybe boys who were maybe not going to get the opportunity that, that could be coming their way now. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if that's the case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a couple of guys, obviously, you know, um, Nathan Parsons, the obvious one, the one that's, yeah. that's got the biggest claim to, to, to place the team. But there's guys like Stephen Kelly, Ross McCrory, um, Robbie McCrory, sorry, um, you know, guys like that who are around about the first team um, haven't had a look in this season. You know, Kelly, I think, can feel unlucky because we haven't been playing well. And, you know, there have been a few times you've thought, you know what, a couple of those midfielders need dropped. You know, maybe a young guy coming in and having a go is exactly what they need. Um, so who knows? Who knows? It's it's exciting. I don't know if, I don't know if this is a Ross Wilson appointment. I don't know if this is if this is you know part of the big picture of developing youngsters to sell on, and he's picked them, or whether it's Gio, or whether it's in tandem. Who knows? But it's certainly interesting. That it's exciting. Uh, on a Sunday, John. So he's Van Bronckhorst. I mean, obviously he's had his, his first proper game in a dugout last night, but his first you know league game, his reintroduction to the the, the Scottish game, and he, he probably couldn't pick a more Scottish ground, really. You know what I mean? The the, the t- the Tony Macaroni Stadium, the most ridiculously named ground in Britain, I think. Uh, you know, I don't think that. I mean, I don't think there was artificial pitches doing the rounds when Van Bronckhorst was here. So that yeah. that'll maybe be a bit of a shock to him, a culture shock turning up. You know, and and seeing that some of the top flight clubs have this. And as I say, that you know, Livingston, I've, I've never seen a good game of football there when, when Rangers have been playing, and I've never I've never heard anyone. You know, watching sports, you know, ever seen oh, it was a real cracking game at the Tony Macaroni Stadium the day. I just don't think it's that type of ground. I don't think you get those type of games. But I was, I was looking, I was looking at Livingston's form today. Now they're, they're sitting tenth. They've only won three games out of thirteen. However, there, there does seem to be signs that they're improving. Oh, yeah. uh, the last six games, they've, they've only lost one. Uh, two wins, four draws. One of those was against Celtic, despite the fact of that the most ridiculous penalty award in the history of penalty awards mm-hmm. going their way in injury time. So, uh, you know, looking at the league table, you would think, all right, Livingston are 10th. You know, this this could be a good opportunity for Geo. But when you look at the form and, and see the teams that, that Livingston have uh, held off recently and beat recently, again, you look at it and think this is, this is going to be a tough afternoon. No, definitely. You've hit the nail on the head there for me. Livingston had a really poor start to the season. Didn't win a game, I think, until September. Uh, they had a really poor start to the season. Um, very un-Livingston-like. Like, you know, Livingston are a, a kind of dogs of war team and, and you know, are able to scrape and, and and they weren't doing it. But since since the start of October, um, I think I think they lost their first game in October. I think they're unbeaten since then. Um, they missed a couple of games in November between, I think they were meant to play Hibs when the yeah. when Hibs players all when when Rangers grassed Hibs up for for aye that was your fault wasn't it? Aye, that's right I forgot um, and um, I think Livingston missed the game because of that and then an international break so they haven't really played much football um, in, a, in a in a few weeks but either at Hibs it's a horrible place to go when like you say we always seem to just it's a ground we seem to struggle at um, we can't keep blaming the surface I mean. In the end, it's the same for both teams. It doesn't suit us, but um, it's the kind of ground you have to win at to win leagues. You know, it's the kind of place you have to go and, and get a result. Uh, it won't be an easy game. They'll be up for it. They'll fancy their chances after what happened against uh, against Hibs. I always think there's a slight hangover after European games. Um, just something, I don't know if it's just the exertion, if it's, um, you know, a mental thing, a kind of bit of after the Lord Mayor's show, um, they just they kind of come down to... 
like you say, the Tony Macaroni, and I suspect Livingston will be, you know, as this kind of poor weather front comes in, I expect Livingston will be like Ice Station Zebra. Um, so, um, yeah, I think it will be a hard game. Midday kickoff as well. Um, doesn't suit anybody, you know, importantly get a result. It's, there is something about Livingston that's, I mean, I don't want to, you know, put down sort of new towns and that kind of thing, because I, I, I stayed in a new town. I stayed for, for a part of my life in Cumbernauld, and I worked in Cumbernauld for a while. But there is something uniquely Scottish about a football club being in a, in, in a new town, if you know what I mean. And it, everything about it, I mean, and I hate that ground. I missed an entire first half. I went out to watch a Rangers uh, reserve game at the time. Uh, I was I was I was doing stuff for the Rangers news, and I got a, I got a tip off the editor that Rangers were signing Frank De Boer, and that he was playing that night a game at Livy just just to get a, you know minutes in the legs and that kind of thing. And Ronald De Boer was out injured at the time, and he was also going to be playing. So I, I made my way out there, and I missed the entire first half because I couldn't. I couldn't navigate the road system. I just kept on going round in circles. I kept following the traffic for, you know, you know those signs that says football traffic this way, and I just kept on coming back up onto the same bit of the motorway, and I could see the ground. I was like, there it's there. <laughs> going round in circles. So there is. I just think there's something uniquely Scottish football about Livingston. It just strikes me as a very sort of Scottish setup and situation. And I mean, if Geo didn't doesn't know what's what's about to come in terms of being a manager and, and, and trying to win points as, as a manager of Rangers. He's going to find out Sunday, I think. Yeah, Sunday's the one, the back, I think I'm actually more for the backroom stuff. I could see Roy McKay looking about him. Where the bloody hell are we now? <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't I don't know if Van Bronckhorst never played against Livingston or not, but he's certainly played against, you know, he's he played in our, our league for a few seasons. You know, he played at Dunfermline. He's played at grounds um, that, that are not dissimilar in towns that are not dissimilar, so I don't think it's it will be a reminder for him. But I, I do think some of the some of his backroom staff might think, "All oh, right, okay." Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> I've got this image. I've got this image of Roy McKay sitting me a menu. I've <laughs> <laughs> yeah. garlic bread with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Although, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, I suspect there's a few. There must be a, a, a Dutch version of of Livingston. Um, I, I don't know. I'll have to speak oh. to my, my Dutch friends. There'll be a Dutch version of Livingston. But uh, yeah, you know, I, yeah, I'm not a big fan of of their ground. Um, I've I've kind of got a sneaking admiration for Livingston more recently, and that they managed to kind of upset Celtic fairly regularly. <laughs> and I mean, so they've played Celtic twice this season and, and yeah. beat them once and drawn with them once. Um, so you know, I've kind of I don't know if that's just you know, and, and, injecting and, there, but I kind of had a look at that and thought, okay, that's fine. Uh, and it was nothing league there last season. I think that game where Morello scored, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's uh, the game won the league. That was the one I thought, right, that's us. And, and yeah. that was a good game because you could hear the fans in the corner on the <laughs> hill. You know what I mean? Uh, but and also, I mean, I know I'm kind of moaning about Livingston. You know, the ground and the, the surface, and it's notorious for not being an entertaining venue to go to. But I mean, Martindale's a likeable guy, I think, you know what I mean? He's, there's something about him, I think, because he's, well, he's obviously, he's a bit of a character, you know, a bit of a boy, he's got yeah, a bit of a one way of class, describing you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? And, uh, and I always quite like 
managers that stand there with a pair of denims on. You know what I mean? I've, I've got a bit of respect for a, for a manager that stands there in a pair of jeans. <laughs> there's, I think there's possibly a dividing line in football between guys who think the managers should wear jeans and guys who don't even like the managers wear a tracksuit. Um, look, you know, Martin Dale, I think you have to take your hat off to the guy. He's rebuilt his life. You know, yeah, he's, he's managed to, to overcome self-inflicted um, self-inflicted injuries on himself. Um, he's managed to overcome them and, you know, he keeps building teams at Livingston. He, he, he keeps building competitive teams. I don't know what Livingston's budget will be, but I doubt it's I doubt it's bigger than anyone else's in the league. I suspect it's probably got the smallest budget in the league now that Hamilton are down. Um, keeps building competitive teams. Livingston don't have a big support. So I suppose you have to, I don't know if I'd go as far as to say he's likeable, but uh, I, I can admire that side. Admirable, yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Yeah. Look, if we turn up, Colin, if we turn up, if we play the way we can, we'll beat them. Yeah. You know, and that's the case with yeah, most games. It's most just games, whether yeah. we can yeah. uh, and whether we will. And that's the big test here. This will be what's interesting. Can they keep up that momentum? Can we, can we find the forum that we need to beat these teams? I mean, in, in terms of the squad, I mean, Gio gave his, his press up today. No sort of fresh injuries from last night. So you're, you're looking at the three sort of long-term-ish ones, which is obviously Hollander, Roof, Balogun. Uh, Do we know how long Roof's out for? Well, he suggested that Roof would be back first. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd heard my mate had said to me on Wednesday night there, I was playing fives, and he said he thought he was out till Christmas. But the way Gio was talking today, it was maybe another two or three weeks or whatever, not as, not as long as, although that could take us up to Christmas, actually. You know, yeah, it's not too far Yeah, off. it's not too far away, but... Uh, he certainly suggested that Roof would be back before Balogun. So I mean, in terms of the team, I, I think we'll, I think you'll be looking at pretty much something similar to, to, to that went out last night. And the, the thing is, like Celtic are at home to Aberdeen, and we know what Aberdeen do against Celtic, right? You know, that's a gimme. Yeah, you know, there's the three points, boys. On you go. You know, it's it's ridiculous how, how often they roll over to that mob. Uh, you know, so that, I mean, that makes it almost vital that we get a result, you know what I mean? Because it, it does put a little bit of pressure. If we get the three points, a, a tricky ground at Celtic struggle to, to, to get points on. You know, if we can go there and get the three points, puts a wee bit of pressure on them going into Aberdeen. And even if they do, do the inevitable and steamroll at Aberdeen and get the three points, we've maintained that four-point gap. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's very important. And, and I think there is a psychology to this because I think it works the other way as well. If we don't get three points, it gives them a big fill up yeah, for the game. Yeah, suddenly it gives them the, the, this opportunity. Their fans will be up for it. Their their, um, their players will be up for it. And I, you know, we all. I mean, even even allowing for the fact that Aberdeen are ranked rotten this season, um, you know, I still think even if Aberdeen are playing well, it's a gimme for Celtic for whatever reason. Aberdeen can't take points off Celtic at Parkhead when it matters. Um, so, you know, uh, uh, whether they lie down to them or whether there's a psychological issue there, only Aberdeen can tell us. But I don't think having a Scott Brown as your captain probably helps that uh, or will increase the likelihood of, of any change. So, um, yeah, it's important we win. You know, Celtic are not far behind us. Um, they've got a wee bit of momentum just now in, in the league form. Um, they're doing quite well in the league. So it's important that we keep uh, we keep winning and, and keep demoralising them. Um, you know, I think they, I think that win last night has probably done more to dent Celtic's hopes than anything else. Because I think what happened with Gerard leaving and then the way we turned up for the for the cup final, yeah. I suspect quite a few people in the east of the city thought, oh, oh this might just be the, the turning point for us. This just might be the opportunity we've been waiting for. Rangers implode. 
and, um, and, and, and we can take advantage of that. It's important tomorrow we say, no, no, there's no implosion going on here. You know, it's business as usual. Um, we've got the new guy in and he's making his changes and he's making his presence felt, but it's business as usual. Um, you know, Bassi at centre half, I thought he had a fantastic game last night. I thought he played really well. Yeah, he did. Um, really well. You know, I thought he did. I thought he did everything he was asked to do, but I don't think he's a centre half. I don't think he's a natural centre half. Um, so he has been played a little bit out of position. Um, and, and that's never ideal. And I suspect Livingston will probably target him. Um, you know, I think we'd have a slight, I think we have a weakness at centre half just now. Um, but I don't know, I could see changes. You know, I think I would be surprised if Van Bronckhorst approaches Sparta Prague and Livingston in the same way. You know, will we play two sitting midfielders? Um, you know, will we be, you know, will we have Morelos up on his own with, with, with two wingers? I don't know. I don't think it's a game for Hadji. I don't think Hadji's Livingston away type game. Um, you know, I, I don't, don't think many folk are, to be fair, John. No, well, but some people are. You know, I think you need, you know, I think guys like Kamara and, 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 and guys like that, you know, it's a game where you need to be winning the 50-50s and he's the game you need to be winning the second balls. I don't think that's Hadji's game. Scott um, Arfield, that's, that's who we need. Yeah, well, possibly. I, even That's nothing else, just to annoy Ross. Yeah, that's, um, that's, what, that's purely but, why I said that. <laughs> but I, I, I don't think it's a Hadji game, for example, so I could see him... I could see him drop. Hadji had a funny game. I, uh, Hadji was annoying me last night. He's yeah. number of times just kind of the ball just bounced off him. He wasn't to throw. But at the same time, he set up the goal for, for the first goal for Morelos, which was actually a fantastic goal, a beautiful finish. Yeah. It, it, Hadji made a fantastic run. Tav found him. Um, you know, he got to the ball first, put the, put the ball across. He also set up Aribo for the one that he absolutely he should, should have, he should have scored. Yeah, should you have know, so, that. you know, we could have got in at half time, two up with, with Hadji having set both of them up, with me sitting there thinking, he's having a stinker. I know. <laughs> you know, so he's that kind of player. Where, yeah. You know, he, 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 he gives the ball away at times, he gets caught in possession, but in that final third, he, he, you know, he is he's a guy who will cause the opposition problems. So, I'm maybe contradicting myself here, but I don't. I wouldn't be a big surprise to me if he didn't start against against Livingston. That that it's maybe maybe Livingston away is not his type of ground, but we'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure we'll find out, John, and we'll talk about it on Sunday night. I'm, you're not on on Sunday, are you? It's, uh, no, the it's, uh, twice in one week is enough for us. Yeah, yeah. Aye, you're probably right. Uh, <laughs> are you on on Sunday? I think I am. I I'm, honestly, my mind is frazzled at the moment. I think I think it's myself. Uh, I think Frankie could be on actually, and Chris Jack maybe. I don't know. Anyway, we'll find out. But anyway, uh, join us on Sunday night, and we'll we'll do the the the, the full review of uh, Sunday's game, and hopefully, we'll, as I said, we'll get the three points and and maintain that lead over Celtic. Uh, we'll, Did you we'll, see we'll the Scotland draw today? I'm sure you were riveted for that uh, one. Even if Scotland qualified for the World Cup, you don't think you'd be interested? Well, I, I, I thought that I thought the Euros would have done it, and they didn't. No, no. And, I, and, I, and I keep on maintaining this. I keep saying this. It's not. It's not something that I'm, you know, I'm celebrating or happy about. I just, you know, what's that Neil, Neil Diamond lyric? Not much you can do when the feeling is gone, and it, and it has. And I just think the whole relationship with SFA and, you know other supporters and how some Rangers players were treated in the, in the national team over the last 10 years. I've, I've mapped it back. I think the straw that sort of broke the camel's back was 
Alex McLeish, that how he was treated when he was appointed and just how he was hounded through that whole sort of tenure. And I didn't think it was the right appointment, but once the guy's in place, surely you've got to try and support him, you know what I mean? And i just never seen any of that. And I just thought, you know what, I've had enough of this. And uh, So I, I tried to get involved in it on, sun, uh, it's on Sunday, sorry, in the summer, because my son had never seen Scotland in a, a major tournament and just it just wasn't there and it's a shame but it is what it is well they got, they've got ukraine at home and um and then if they win that it's austria wales. or wales away so yeah why not two winnable games even for scotland um, two uh, winnable games, so we'll see really we'll struggling see. john really struggling to show any interest in this whatsoever <laughs> who are camelin playing tomorrow are they yeah, they've, got, they've, they've got a freebie because it's all cups tomorrow and they're at all the cups. So, uh, so no game tomorrow. So I, ca- I can't take in a game tomorrow because uh, my wife's working. So I have other things to be doing. So it's a shame. Well, you enjoy your housework, mate. And uh, fingers crossed. For, fingers crossed for Sunday. Aye. I might get a haircut as well. And you know what else I'm getting? Here's a proper middle-aged thing for you. I'm getting my booster jab in tomorrow. I tell you. Aye. Okay. Okay. No, I've not, I've not, I've not had my letter yet for that. Yeah, see, I've, I've, I've got health issues, so that's why I'm getting it. Because I'm all. You and I appear in here on a Sunday night. <laughs> or, a, or even a Friday night. I don't even know what night it is. I, <laughs> I don't think the listeners do anywhere, John, to be honest. But anyway, right, we'll wrap right. things up there. <laughs> hey, a big thanks to John for his contribution there. Brilliant stuff, as always. As I said, we'll be back on Sunday night uh, to look at the Livingston game and a few other things as well. We were live tonight, guys. Uh, as always, we're always live. Uh, when we do the Friday and Sunday shows but the show will be available to download and stream on a variety of platforms from tomorrow including Acast, iTunes, YouTube, Castbox, Stitcher, Spotify all your usual places if you enjoy what we do give us a wee like on YouTube and a subscribe we're approaching 5,000 so I think we're about 100 short so it'd be good to get to that mark uh, until Sunday night uh, 